Sometimes life throws you lemons, and for some people, that crushes them. But for others, they take it as an opportunity to change their lives. So welcome back to Crushing It in Real Estate with Joanne Tan. Today, we have our first international guest, investor Mel and Dave, who after a life-changing car accident in 2018, became Amazon number one best-selling authors, and today have acquired over 100 plus units, over 24 properties, all on their own. With creative financing, they've been able to increase their portfolio without using any of their own money and without joint venture partners. So hi, Mel and Dave. Hello, Joanne. Great hey. to meet you. Hey, Joanne. Yeah, thank you so much for that nice intro. I yeah, appreciate it. You're lovely. Thank you. <laughs> of course. I mean, what you've done is so impressive, and you have 100% ownership of these properties. You've acquired over such a short amount of time. We definitely want to get into all of that, but first, like, why don't we let the listeners know from the beginning, how did you get into real estate? Yes, great. Well, Dave and I, uh, before we met, we I had two rental properties. Dave had one and uh, we met and we decided that uh, we knew that real estate would change our lives. So we started to slowly purchase properties and then we got stuck. So we, we hit the common roadblock of running out of money and not having enough for the deposit. And we discovered uh, the, the power of creative financing. And that's when we bought 12 multifamily properties in less than 12 months using none of our own money and without joint venture partners as well. Yeah. And, and the thing, Joanne, that, we, that really attracted us the most to real estate, right, is, you know, CEOs will make a lot of money. Uh, other people that dabble in stocks will make money. However, real estate, and I... I always wonder, the tax system seems to be written specifically for real estate. The, the way they let you uh, legally not pay taxes as much as possible is, is such an incredible thing. So when I learned that, yes, you can make a lot of money in real estate and you can keep what you make, that was the actual game changer for us. Yeah, totally. I think I relate to you too. You know, you see all these CEOs making a lot of money, but actually they have a huge real estate portfolio too, right? A lot of the richest people in the world have a lot of their portfolio in real estate and probably more so because of the tax advantage than anything (laughs) else. Um, So it sounds like you guys hit a challenge where a lot of people probably get to sometime in their investing journey is running out of your own capital, right? But you discovered using other people's money. So you want to talk about, you know, how you discovered that, what it is actually that you discovered? Yeah, and great point. And a lot of people hit that roadblock. And that's where I find the the separation comes from someone who buys a few rentals and someone who truly becomes a real estate investor. And that perseverance to get through that roadblock of, hey, the, the big you know, five banks here in Canada or the big four in the States are no longer saying yes to, to financing uh, deals. And that's when the, the real estate investor comes out in people. And that's where creative financing truly becomes uh, a game changer and an asset. And, and creative financing, again, there's so many different terms. I know if you want to. Yeah, exactly. creative <laughs> financing. So owner financing, seller financing, vendor take back, VTB. It's all different, same word, same wording, different uh, people use it the same, but that's how we purchased uh, the majority of the properties that 
that uh, year. And that's what we continue to do as well. And, and of course, various strategies as well. We can use somebody's RSPs or 401k, um, using promissory notes. So there's always lots of options. And, and one, one example, Joanne, I love telling people whenever we do podcasts or we go live is our office. So the building we're in right now is an office building where we're on the main floor. We occupy two floors, sorry. And then on the top floor are two uh, residential units, which basically pay for the building. They anchor the building, so they pay for it. And our office is just gravy, right? Uh, but that being said, Speaking of creative financing, there's no banks, there's no financial institutions involved with the building. The owner held a first mortgage and we used a lady's RRSPs to, uh, as our down payment. So uh, we don't just talk the talk, we walk the walk in regards to creative financing. That's awesome. You are living it right now, even in your offices. <laughs> well, for, people who, for people who aren't so familiar with all these creative forms of financing that you do. Can you walk them through um, some of these strategies and what RSP means? Yes, and, and RSPs, this is something that we use here in Canada. We're Canadians, but you, for, for folks who are from the United States, it's the same exact strategy, except it'd be using your 401k. So um, basically, you're going to find perhaps it's a financial institution. Now, uh, the typical traditional big banks, you know, the big four in the U.S., the big five in Canada, they don't like creative financing, so you will have to go outside of that. But there are a lot of men of financial institutions who will fund the deal. So let's say they fund 75 or 80% down or, or that portion. You can use somebody's RSPs or 401k to fund the other portion, and that's how we get into deals all the time without using any of our own money. Now, for those of you who are perhaps listening and getting excited, oh my gosh, I want to do this. The important thing is here is that you always, always have to make sure that you have a clear exit strategy. We see people trying to do this all the time and they end up failing. And the reason they fail is because they get excited, they're buying properties from their own money, but they're not realizing that, wait a second, in three years or five years, you have to pay back those people. So you have to make sure you have your exit strategy. And, and Dave and I, we always say, Exit before you enter. So know your exit strategy before you even enter the deal. Yeah, that's so important, right? If you want to be an investor and run it like a business, you definitely have to have a plan of when you're entering and when you're exiting. I think that also sets you apart too. Um, for Just to get more deeper into your strategy so people can understand it better, you are partnering with people who have these RSUs or 401ks that are kind of just sitting there, right? And then you hold the property in your name or how does that work? Yeah, and you're bang on, Joanne. So, um, and that's where people get confused a lot. And we get this question all the time. So I'm actually glad you brought it up yes. is people will say, well, if you're using other people's money, doesn't that mean you're doing joint ventures or you're doing uh, partnerships? And yeah, yes and no, but more no is no. We're not necessarily doing a joint venture where you give up uh, ownership or you give up equity. And we're not really doing a partnership where that's the same thing as the joint venture. Um, but we are partnering up with investors and private lenders in the sense of they're just like a bank to us, okay? So just like when you go to, to a financial institution and you ask them for a mortgage, uh, they don't actually own the property, right? So in, in, in Mel and I's case, our corporations will, will actually own the, the, the income property and the financial institutions or the private lenders 
uh, we'll put a mortgage on the property. So let's say someone comes up to me and they have $100,000 and they say, Dave, I want to lend it to you. Awesome. Okay, my corporation will buy the building and this person will basically end up putting, the lawyers do it all, but they'll, they'll put a second charge mortgage on it. So they're on the deed, yes, and on the title, but as a mortgage holder, not necessarily as the owner. So we never ever give up our ownership or our equity. Uh, however, we do let people go on uh, as a mortgager, mortgagee, I always, I always yes. mix those two up. <laughs> so hopefully that clears it up, uh, Joanne. Oh yeah, for sure. So they're more of like a partner in terms of a lender for you, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. So they take, I guess, checkbook control of their 401ks and then they have more uh, leeway into the different avenues that they can invest in. And one of those per se is like lending money to you for these properties. Again, you're bang on. Yep. So they're, they're taking their investments that are registered, they're self-directing them and they're, they're investing through mortgages with, where, with people they decide to invest with. So you're bang on there. Nice. So then is the returns for them like a monthly or quarterly distribution? And that's really honestly uh, case by case. Yeah. We have, and this is what I love about creative financing. There's no uh, one way of doing it and that's the only way. We can do so many different things. So some sometimes lenders or private investors with us will say, Mel and Dave, here's a lump sum of money um, at X amount of interest. And well, I'll talk to you in a year from now and you can give me my payment then, my, my, my capital plus my interest. So we'll have situations like that. We'll have other people where they want monthly checks. That way they, because they, they, they've used, let's say their line of credit and they want monthly checks so they can at least make the minimum payment on their line of credit plus a little bit. We've had people tell me, you know, every quarter, give me an installment or every six months biannually. But it truly is whatever works for you and the private lender or private investor. And that's what is just a game changer because if I have a building with a cash flow, I need to not pay too much right now in order to cash flow it until, until I, I can make it a, uh, till I can make the building come to fruition. I'll find a lender, private lender that will allow me to uh, defer those payments down the road. So it, it's beautiful. Yes, and it's so important, you're bang on, Dave. It's so important to ensure that it is a true win-win. So we win, but everybody else that does business with us wins as well, right? So we're going to spend a lot of time listening to, to them, seeing what exactly are they after. Some people don't want that long-term loan. Some people want higher interest. Some people, you know, so what are they after? What kind of security do they need? And really working with the lenders. And because we often have a lot of deals under contract, we're able to, to, to choose the lender accordingly with the deal, right? So if somebody is looking for a five-year contract that's quote to one year, well, well, we know that, okay, this deal, we can have a quick exit strategy because we're perhaps more of a flip type of thing. So we'll set them up with that one compared to somebody who's looking more long-term. So we're really um, analyzing case by case. And it's so funny because people think, well, these people are going to want their money back ASAP. We've had some lenders that do a seven-year term mm -hmm. and they make sure to have it in the contract that we cannot pay them back early. They just want to lend their money out or slash, you know, invest their money with us, make a solid return every year, and I'll talk to you in seven years. So it, it, that's what I love about it. There's so many different ways to, to, to really marry up the, the investment and the, uh, the, the uh, sorry, the income property and the investment. 
That's the name, creative financing, right? <laughs> yes. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's so fun. I, I find but it fun. But it's true. It's a, it is a good point to not assume because we thought it was the same thing. Well, people are going to want their money back within a year. That's not the case. Some people do, and that's their place. Some people are, they just want to put it to rest and not think about it for, for five, seven years and, and make their money back over that amount of time. So it's finding out what does that person want and matching it up with the right property. Yeah, that is so key. And also another point to, to keep in mind is not to assume because like we are different. Everybody else is different too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And their needs. Exactly. So I'm wondering if for people who want to get into this type of creative financing that you do, how do you find your lenders? You know, I know you have a really big online presence. You have a yeah. YouTube, your Instagram, you have like over 50,000 followers. If someone wants to do this, but they don't have say the following that you have, is it still possible for them? Where can they find these partners? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we started off not having a big follower either. And we started <laughs> off not, you know, having our first time doing creative financing as well. Now it is about saying the right things to the, to the pro, to the owner for let's say let's take seller financing or owner financing for example it really is about asking a lot of people and let me make it very clear you will absolutely get some no's um, we've asked <laughs> a lot of people and we got a lot of no's but we didn't give up just because we got five no's or ten no's right we kept asking and then finally we got our first one so accepting that that you will get some no's and not giving up on that and also what really really helped with us was showing them our clear exit strategy we personally use our cash flow matrix um, as soon as we started using that uh, it, it shows them how we were going to exit the deal that's when we bought the 12 and 12. yeah and i always like saying uh, i've kind of got two sayings is you have to kiss a lot of frogs before you find uh, you know that perfect <laughs> that perfect creative <laughs> financing deal or owner financing deal and the other thing we like saying to our, we, we tell us to our mentees all the time. So our, we call it the action family and we tell them, yeah, you're going to have to kiss a lot of frogs till you find that perfect owner financing deal that can be a hundred percent financed and still cash flow and have a huge lift for you to be able to, to pay them back, right? Your exit strategy. And the second thing we tell our, our, our mentees and our action family is um, you're, every no brings you closer to a yes. So yes. don't get discouraged. If someone says no, just know the odds are, you're getting closer and closer to that yes. And when you find that diamond in the rough and it makes sense and you're going to make, you know, tens or hundreds of thousand dollars off of the, uh, the, the, the lift, which is basically what we call the, when we take an underperforming and we literally lift it up in evaluation, um, it's worth it. So don't give up. Yes. It put quite often as well. What we found is that people come back. So they might've been a no <laughs> the first year and then maybe they didn't sell their building or something changed in their lives. And, and then they come back to us and saying, okay, I know it was a no before, but now it makes sense to me this year. Let's, let's chat about creative financing again. So just because it's a no now, keep them in your folder. Maybe in a year from now, their circumstances changes and they're willing to, to explore it. So don't write somebody off as a no. Exactly. A no. Exactly. They're just a not right now, right? Yeah. Not right now. I like exactly. That, yeah. I like I that, Joanne. I like that. <laughs> you mentioned something about a matrices that you use. Is that something part of your program? Yes. Yes. So it's a, it's a matrix we've developed to really help, again, convince people because we're getting a lot of no's and we thought, what would we want to what would we want to learn or, or hear if we're going to do creative financing with somebody else, if we were the one lending the money? And we said, well, we want to, we want to know the exit strategy. So we created the, the matrix and yes, it's, it's part of the, uh, 
the action mentoring program that's included as well. So what do people get if they joined your action fam? Yeah, oh boy, it, they get so much. It really is an A to Z program. Um, Dave and I, we really wanted to develop something to really help people change lives. And, and it was important that they didn't just get one portion of it, that they got everything that they needed. Mm -hmm. um, everything from how to find off-market deals, how to do creative financing, how to find private money. Once you have the property, what to do with it, how to build your team, how to do property management, taxes, you know, so do you incorporate, not incorporate all that. And, and that there's over 120 videos. Yeah. And, and I'll, sorry, just, we also included things where, you know, other programs win. where Mel and I, cause we tried to think Mel and Dave, what obstacles, what hurdles have you come across? And a lot of times Mel and I will have the, the discussions of, you know, we buy an income property with the intention of flipping it and then when the building you know we bring it from underperforming we get it to fruition and then those are negotiations sorry not negotiations but conversations that real estate investors have and Mel and I do it all the time okay we were gonna flip this we were gonna sell it so if we sell it here's this scenario here's how much money we're gonna make here's gonna be our tax burden or if we refinance it, we make a little bit less money, we don't get taxed. So we also show you different uh, sheets to, to make those analysis to see what is truly best for this property, for you and for the, the timing that you're in. We also talk about if ever you sell the property, how it'll, and we've had accountants create sheets for us, uh, the tax burden that will come if you sell the building in 10 years from now and that type of thing. So it's not just and that's what I love about it. It's not just how to find a building because everyone gets hyped up with that. How to find a building. Yes, it's exciting. Yes, it's fun. But there's so much more to owning income properties and even the tenant section. How do you manage buildings? How do you find a property manager? Like it's, it truly is the A to Z and that's what I love about it. And then the, the, the cherry on top that Mel and I are so proud of is that it is not just a three month course. This is a lifetime access to our action family. And people love this because it's networking. People are doing deals from Vancouver all the way to the East Coast together. They're lending their, their secured funds together. Some of them are doing joint vent. Like there's so much going on. And, yeah, and across countries yeah. as well. It's, it's and uh, even in the States. Again, yeah. I'm looking at buying in Florida, so I'm, I'm building up some network there too. So that's what I love about it. It's lifelong learning, lifelong access, lifelong relationships and networking. Yeah, and they get to ask us questions every single day. So, so we're very, very <laughs> we answer, active, yeah. and that's why we, they're getting amazing results because they are fully supported from all the videos to answering questions every single day. We go live with them every single week as well. So it's over 52 uh, hours of, of live time per year with us. So they, they get lots and lots of content. Wow, that is amazing and something that sounds like I could even benefit from because I'm working <laughs> on a property here and the idea was to hold it long term. But, you know, with all the things that are changing, I'm thinking, what about selling it, right? So you have already in place in your program these different, you know, sheets to help you analyze in all the different scenarios. That's awesome. Yeah, I totally thought it was – yeah, I totally thought it was just about creative financing, but it really sounds like you covered the whole spectrum. Yeah, and thank you so much for saying that, Joanne. And Mel and I, we always, I love doing this, and Mel loves doing it too. We love thinking back to beginner Mel and Dave and what were our hurdles, because we were very, very scared. Like, I was petrified. Mel literally had to hold my hand and, and walk me through leases and all that, because that was, that was my crippling fear. I had the income property already. Sorry, it was a single-family dwelling, and I wanted to rent it out. And I had this huge scarcity of doing a lease. So Mel walked me through that. So... Whenever we 
build things for other people, we think back, what did past Mel and Dave need and, and, and kind of have to self-learn and took a lot longer? How can they turn, you know, like Tony Robbins says, decades into days? So that's how we create our courses. It's truly thinking of what we had to go through, what we had to learn, what were our, what were our, our strengths, our weaknesses, and our, and our, uh, our scarcity. So, yeah, that, that's why we built the course the way we did. They, people need to know everything. I, can't, I can show you creative financing, but then if you don't know how to find the deal, if you don't know how to negotiate it, if your structure is wrong, I'm really doing you a disservice, no, right? Exactly. So how about long-term wealth, right? Uh, and that's the thing with real estate investing. It's not get rich overnight. It's creating long-term wealth. It's creating generational wealth, which was really important to us. We have three kids um, and just making sure we're, we're well set up for life. Yeah, I'm so glad you guys put this out there for everybody. <laughs> but it sounds like, so Mel, did you have more experience since you were walking Dave through, you know, leasing? Um, did you have a background in real estate? I know you also manage properties too. So you're doing so much like. What's the background here? Yes, honestly, the background, no, I didn't have much more experience. I had one extra property. I think I had, at that point, I had less fear than Dave did. So it was just like, well, you know, we'll figure it out and it's not so complicated and let's Google this and let's find a solution. And, and uh, so at first I was able to kind of give him the push that he needed. And then, then roles were reversed down the road because <laughs> boom, we, we ran out of money, couldn't come up with that deposit all the time. And they really wanted to do creative financing piece. And I was really scared. I was afraid of using somebody else's money, not knowing, you know, how, how can I make sure that we can pay them back? And, and Dave kind of pushed me the, you know, gave me the push. And of course, we've invested in ourselves as well um, through different mentors. But Dave helped me get through that roadblock as well. And that's the thing, like, and that's what we teach in our course. Once you have the knowledge and the confidence, so once Mel gave me the knowledge of how to do things and then it built up my confidence, then we became limitless. And so that's why now it's unstoppable and that's what we want other people to create. There's so much real estate yes. out there. There's so much money, um, but that's why we love sharing it. And in 2018, we had a terrible car accident, Joanne, on the highway. We rolled uh, going you know, over 100 kilometers an hour. So that's what, 60 miles for you guys? Anyway, so yeah, almost died, right? The provincial police showed up and said, I don't know how you guys are walking. but uh, And that's when the light switch moment went off because we used to hide everything before, not tell anyone, not even our family, not even our friends. Very, very secretive. And since then, we realized, why would we do that? You know, if, Joanne, if I, tell, if I teach you everything I know about real estate, which we do in the mentorship course, that's not going to neg negatively affect Dave and Mel at all. It's going to actually help us because you're going to go buy a bunch of real estate. And now instead of being, uh, and before, not that we thought it was enemies, but just competitors. There you go. You're no longer a competitor. You're my ally because I can call you in your region and say, Joanne, what do you think of this and this and this? And now you and I are on the same page. We're allies. So it's actually been a life-changing doing that. And we've actually bought more real estate, made more connections and networking. So it's the opposite of what we used to believe. Sharing, yeah. sharing it has been so powerful. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like that uh, terrible accident that you were in really was a pivotal moment <laughs> in changing your life. And it sounds like maybe you also adopted an abundance mindset from then on out, which, which has led to all the success that you've seen. Yeah, and, and we were very positive people before, like abundance and all that. But uh, who knows, maybe the car accident knocked a, knocked a few screws loose. <laughs> we found that our purpose, right? We love real estate. We're doing it to, to, for generational wealth, for the kids. 
for that accident was the you know the purpose of wow we can help other people achieve financial time financial freedom through real estate investing why are we not doing so we're both able to quit our job in our 30s which is fantastic and why are we not helping other people do the same because it's absolutely doable whatever their whys are right whether yeah. it's to quit their job or be there for their elderly parents or whatever reason they're Travel. after just exactly just be there to help them support them give them the knowledge piece so they can create the exact same thing right so true because you know you never know how long life is going to be and so many people are stuck doing things that they don't necessarily enjoy but you know you found real estate and it is something you are passionate about and now you get to share it with the world yes absolutely we love it <laughs> you guys sound like the power couple you know you're such a great duo has it been difficult to work with your spouse i know um, not everybody always gets along with their coworkers, right? But now on top of that, you're also like seeing them at home and et cetera, et cetera. And honestly, we have the same why. We have the same love. We work, for us, it's not work. It's, uh, it's our passion. So it's not the same as when we used to go to work and work was work. We love Mondays. We get excited for Mondays. Um, so it's working on our passion. Now, as I said, I mean, of course, we, we have different, um, uh, what's that word right word i'm trying to the different uh not goals but different uh ways yeah i mean personalities but even when we we have roadblocks i'll think one way yeah. they will think another way and we'll have to talk it out but that's that's normal within any relationship but i think because our the foundation is the same right our, our why is the same we want to grow our real estate investing business uh we also have our own lanes so although we yes. work i mean we even share an office <laughs> <laughs> people when we tell them that they're like omg yeah, we choose to as well which is even scarier perhaps <laughs> but <laughs> but we share an office but we still have our own lanes so dave has his responsibilities i have mine and he doesn't micromanage me. I don't micromanage him. We'll talk about things, you know, at the end of the day, but we kind of do our own tasks, and uh, it, which is important because it helps us grow as well, right? Otherwise, we'd be wasting how many hours doing the same thing. So we divide and conquer, which really helps as well. That's awesome. So for any listeners who are looking to work with their partner, or maybe even not a romantic partner, right? Anybody that you're working on your business with, make sure that the roles are very clear. So there's no stepping on the toes or whatnot. Yeah, we also have this rule that when we don't stay mad very long. So we might, no. you know, we might butt heads about something, but we're very, very quick. Let's talk about it. Let's iron out and let's keep going. So we, when I hear couples fighting for days or hours, it's just not something we do. We'll bicker for sure. Yeah. <laughs> or we'll, you know, we'll, we'll have each other's points, but then it's like, all right, let's go back and let's, let's keep growing our business and, and remembering our why. Well, if it's not bringing you closer to your why, then drop it, right? Yeah. That's good. It sounds like you guys are both very centered around your goals and your why. So would you like to share that with the listeners? Yeah. And so from, uh, how do I say this? With real estate, what we've created, and this is what I, like how many times have I said I love real estate in this last <laughs> 20, 30 minutes? But the way we've structured things is we've created a portfolio of real estate investments for our kids. And the way we've structured it, and this is why I think accounting and, and legal is so important and people find it so boring and I get it. But now that I understand it so much more, and I'm not going to pretend to be a lawyer and accountant, but we spend a lot of time with them and we again, in the program, we show people how we structured our things, but we structured our entire portfolio 
so that the kids, our three children, will inherit the portfolio one day. And literally, if they never wanted to work again, and I die tomorrow, I know that they will be taken care of financially. So that generational wealth, and I grew up with a single mom, you know, and she met my dad at like seven or eight. And then, so we went through some, some, some tougher times, right? Where uh, the box of macaroni every single night, you know, is supper. So, and, and that stays with you. And that's really what pushed us and me and Mel to, I never want my kids feeling that. And they never will. And whether I'm gone or Mel is gone, our portfolio will be given to them tax-free, uh, structured in corporations that liability over liability over liability. Um, I call it the onion, right? Lots of layers. But it, so that's my why is taking care of the kids. Sorry, I went the long way here on this, on this question, <laughs> Joanne. But that is my why is I want to take care of the kids. And if I go tomorrow, they're taken care of. Even if they never uh, want to participate in real estate ever again, that's fine. Their companies are in place, it'll continue to self-manage and they'll continue to receive funds every month so that they can live their life without, you know, mom and dad. Yeah, that's so powerful what you've set up for your kids and what you've put in place for them. I think not enough people talk about that tax advantage, you know, passing uh, properties on to children tax-free. Mm -hmm. yeah, and that's the thing we talk often yeah. about the exit strategy when you're paying back somebody but even what is your own exit strategy what happens when when you when you do pass what's the plan there you don't want to end up in a because we see it often people they pass away they leave a portfolio for their kids thinking they gave them a gift and they really end up being a burden because things weren't done properly set up properly so all of that can be avoided but you have to know what you don't know right so unless you know what to look for and how to do it you're going to set yourself up for, for failure. Yeah. Succession planning is huge. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If there's someone who's just starting out, you know, we talk about so many great nuggets here, but what other advice would you, would you give them? Honestly, it's just keep going. Roadblocks are always there and don't make excuses. Um, you know, I was a single mom living in a two bedroom apartment. Dave, you know, he explained his a little bit of his story. We didn't come from real rich families. We didn't have the knowledge, um, but we also did, chose not to make excuses. We chose to take action and we chose to seek knowledge and we chose to learn from our mistakes. So whatever is stopping you, don't let these excuses um, stop you from growing, whether it's, oh, I don't have money or I live in a hot market or I live in a secondary market or whatever excuse you're using, don't use that as an excuse because it really is an excuse. There's always a way around it and somebody else in your shoes has also done it before. Yeah, and, and what I would say to that, Joanne, is it, Mel and I are very like about abundance and positivity um, and I like referring back, I think it was from the movie, The Secret. I've read the book and I've, I've watched the, the, you know, the documentary or, but yeah, The Secret, it's the, the law of attraction, positive thinking. Okay. And I'm not getting all mumbo jumbo on you here. And some people might roll their eyes, but so <laughs> well, what I'm going to say is there's something they say in that book that, that resonated with me. And it was, you know, if you're leaving from New York, which is East coast and going all the way to LA, which is West coast, um, you're not going to wait for every single green light before you start. Right. You're going to start the drive. You're going to drive. Oh, you hit a red light. Okay, stop. And then, you know, figure it out. Same with real estate. You're not going to know the entire green lights all the way along and you don't need to, but start. And then when you hit that red light, figure it out, be resourceful. Uh, whether you don't have the resources, if you're resourceful, you'll figure it out. And then, Oh, you get the green light. Keep going till you hit that red light again. So that's what I would tell people get started 
when you hit that red light, figure it out, keep going. That's entrepreneurship. Absolutely. Yeah, so key because I think so many people get caught up and think that they need to have the whole picture or the whole thing planned out before they take any action. But really, that's not the case, right? The moment you take action, your plan's going to change anyway. So yes. just start. Absolutely. You're never, you're never going to. We've been doing it for 19 years and we're still learning. Um, and that's the thing. It's just keep going, grab as much knowledge as you can, of course, make educated court uh, decisions but absolutely that action piece is so so important if you knew everything and that wouldn't be exciting learning stuff and then <laughs> hitting road bumps that's the fun part right right and i think sometimes too like we are probably our biggest blockers at times right like melanie said um people are thinking that they can't do it or whatever excuse they're using they think it's reality but really if you step back like we have a choice we can choose to take on an excuse or we can choose to think a different way that might lead us actually to action. Absolutely. You're bang on, Joanne. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is there any favorite books or podcasts or other medium that you would recommend people to check out? Yes. I mean, one of my books that I, that I of course love because it changed my mindset, not necessarily um, real estate investing focused, but um, was 10 X from, from Grant Cardone. I love that one because it, uh, you know, it, it, it changed the way I think that, yes, I can. I was, I always taught big, but it almost gave me permission to continue to teach big and, and, you know, have huge, massive goals and to keep reaching for. So that's certainly one. Um, Dave and I, we also have a podcast, the investor, uh, Mel Dave show. So you guys can check that out as well. And I'm going to talk about the book because I referenced it in this, uh, the secret, like I read it in high school. I, I watched it. Mel and I watched the documentary every once in a while when, you know, maybe our motivation or attitudes are going a little negative and we need that kind of that tune up. <laughs> a, little, a little tweak. A little tweak. So yeah. we watch it, we get positive again. And, and like I like telling people, whether or not you believe in it, whether or not, you know, you think it's mumbo jumbo, just listen to it. Try positive thinking, try vision boards, try envisioning where you want to be and where you want to go. And no matter what, you'll, you know, it'll help you. So uh, the secret to, and the law of attraction books I love. Absolutely. For sure, because what you think becomes reality, right? Absolutely. Yes, yes. Yeah, we're all over it. We have uh, vision boards everywhere, and we and we all often we always talk about our goals, and when we achieve them, we do a little check check mark on our vision board. So getting excited about your goals yes. and knowing that it's doable and feeling it, and and then when you achieve them, you know, knocking them off and and continuing to grow, right? I don't think we'll ever be satisfied. We love growing. We love helping. We love changing lives and we're just going to continue to do that as well oh and joanne something before uh, this is going to be totally sideways or uh -oh. <laughs> no but I, I like the introduction and you wouldn't have known this because it just happened in the last day or so uh so we we were at uh, uh 24 properties uh yesterday we just firmed up on a piece of land uh, two acre pieces of land here in our city so now we'll be up to 25 properties and literally why we're a couple of minutes late uh, getting on was we just firmed up on another fourplex. So now we'll be up to right. 20. Did I tell <laughs> and you he tell, no, he didn't. <laughs> and he tells me live. Yeah, so now we're, we'll be up Yay. to 26 properties. We haven't closed them yet, but we firmed up. So now we're up to 26. There we <laughs> go. Guys. Yeah. 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 
So awesome. anyway, you wouldn't Time have to celebrate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? That's so important, Joanne, celebrate. We did actually a, a story on that on Instagram um, today about celebrating your successes, whether it's big or small. So if you're getting started, your first property, celebrate it. Yes. If you find an investor-focused agent, celebrate it. If you find a mentor. Keep it positive, right? Celebrate, right? Celebrate each step throughout it and, and continue to do so throughout the years because it just it gives you energy. You get excited. We love celebrating. Uh, last Momentum. night, you know, we, we, we celebrated our, our, our the, the, um, the, land. The, the land that we purchased. Tonight we'll celebrate the four There we go, the back-to-back -back <laughs> celebrations. <so> awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. You guys are just radiating with positivity. Like I can feel it through the screen. <laughs> I uh, love it. So much. I appreciate it. Is there that. anything that we didn't talk about that you would like to touch upon? I, I would say, uh, I, I just want people, again, if you're liking what you hear, liking what you see, uh, honestly, I, I would just love them to check out uh, the free masterclass we have because we go in depth into it. We show you, I think it's like six creative financing. Yeah, we talk about it in further detail. Yeah. So it's fairly short, but just enough to kind of give you how it works, how to do it. So it's www.12in12months.com. So the number is 12in12months.com. Um, and also we're all, all over social media. So YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and it's Investor Meldave. Awesome. Yeah, I would definitely keep all of that information in the show notes too. So awesome. if you want to check it out, please check there. Yes. Awesome. Other than that, I mean, keep, keep crushing. Thank you so much for, for listening. Um, that's a sign of success as well. Just people who are taking the time to listen to podcasts and we did a lot of learning through that as well, right? Learning from other people is so important. Yeah. Just keep educating yourself and keep going. Yeah. Take action. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you both so much for being on the show today. Yes. You're very welcome. Thank you, you so much Thanks. for having us. Of course.